I'm Chris. And I'm Paul. Welcome to the CP Time Podcast. Thanks for uh, tuning in. We're a married couple living in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm an actor. I'm a jazz musician. <laughs> and we're wow, married. Wow, what's so funny about that? Just because... You're so mean. We're married. You're so mean. Um, so today's podcast, we thought we'd talk about travel and the adventures we've had uh, traveling. Um, we've both done extensive extensive traveling but in different ways i've done it more on a slash adventure side and paul's done it more on a work side but then we got married and i kind of dragged him along for the adventure side yeah i never really traveled for leisure um i had my my grandfather used to live in new jersey and so that's about as far as i would go every year when i was a kid and then i started going out on the road when i was about 23 um, with Maynard Ferguson, so I got to, I got to travel to Europe. Uh, I got to go to Japan for three days, which was one of the most incredible trips of my life. And then I played with Stanley Turrentine, and we did like kind of the Bahamas, uh, and definitely I played in every state in the country, uh, traveling for work. But I didn't really get to travel for leisure until I met this beautiful woman right here, who was all about the the Wanderlust. I have the I have the wanderlust. There's no doubt. So I thought I'd share. So a lot of you that know me know some of my fun travel stories. I thought I'd tell you a couple of my adventures that led to some really fun connections. Um, so I was lucky enough several years ago to go to London, and I was there by myself. And close your ear, Paul. Close your ears. It was one of the best times of my entire life. Okay, I thought you were going to say that it was like better than being married or <laughs> no. better than sex. No, better than it was wine. amazing. Well, it was amazing because I was there for a week by myself and I could go and do whatever I wanted. So one of the days I went to Harrods. Um, Harrods is the big department store. It's like the Macy's of England, but it's been around like since turn of the century since the 1800s yeah maybe and when i was there i was like oh my gosh this is so amazing and it's so posh and i wanted to bring something home but like things were so expensive and i was on a budget and i found this tiny little jar of applesauce and i was like okay i can pack this this will be fun and that thanksgiving we always spend with our um sort of adopted family and I opened it up and I let everybody have a little taste. And we were like, this is the best applesauce I've ever had in my life. So on a whim, I decided to email Harrods just to ask them, could I order it from the United States? And I wrote this little email. And one Sunday morning, my phone rings. And it's a woman from Harrods literally calling me to tell me how much she loved the email. English accent and everything. Yes, she was English. And we talked for like an hour and 45 minutes about everything, about our lives, about how she wanted to live in America, how I wanted to live in um, London. And we became like kind of pen pals. We swapped information. And she sent me some applesauce over. I collect tea towels. She sent me two beautiful Herod tea towels. And then we just started emailing. And then was it the following year that we went to London, you and me? Was it that next year? No, this was... You went over there, you went over there 
to see the Steeler game, right? Was that right. the Steeler game year? Yeah. So tell everybody why you went well, over Well, wait, there. that's not that's not important. Anyway, the next year... We, we went, because the Steeler game was 2012. We went definitely in 2014. Okay. So in 2014, we went to London. We went to Paris. Paris and London. And, London, and um, we had reached out to Jen, and I said, you know, we're going to be there. Do you want to meet up? And so... Anyway, long story short, we decided to meet up under the big Sony sign in Piccadilly Circus. So I'm all I'm all dressed up. Paul's dressed up, like looking like super, you know, put together. Because that's what English people do, right? Because English people look, they dress like James Bond. Yeah, they the do actually. And I've got this little gift bag for her, and we're waiting under the Sony sign. And walking towards us is this super tall blonde haired girl in an American flag t-shirt and shorts and her mother like the we were like the yin yang to each other anyway she worked at uh, Harrods and she took us back to Harrods and we toured we went and had uh, we went to Hyde Park no but also the, the people at Harrods couldn't wait to meet Chris because they'd because heard stories they had about heard me. all about her. Yeah, you had sent them this candy that they couldn't oh, get over yeah. The Reese's cups. She was obsessed with Reese's cups, and so one Easter I sent her like all this candy, which it cost me like an arm and a leg. Yeah, but you're right. All the people knew about and so us. So they knew they were like, oh, this is the girl from America. This is the girl from the states. This is applesauce. That's yes. So that day we spent with her and her mother. And it was magical. Yes, we went to Hyde Park. The, the weather was absolutely perfect. It was August. Covent Garden. August in London. We went to Hyde Park. We sat out by this lake in Hyde Park. And we had Pims for the first time, which was unbelievable. Yeah. A Pims in England. They, they do it different over there. And then we had planned on going to high tea at Harrods. But Jen wasn't dressed for tea. And then, long story short, um, the tea room was being redone and the only people that were allowed to have tea that day were staff or vip and we went upstairs and i was like in tears because it was the one thing i wanted to do was yeah, have we, tea we were supposed to have tea and they looked at us and they're like you know you've come all the way from america we don't want to let you down and so paul and i jen and her mother went home and paul and i had tea at harrods and it was exactly like Mary Poppins, when she goes on a jolly holiday, and there's all those penguins waiting on her. How many waiters? Yeah, we did. How many waiters? Every did we person have? that came to the table was a different person. It was hilarious, and the tea was epic. And I it, mean, it was epic. it was beyond. And it was not. If you've never had high tea, you haven't lived. It's not just tea. No, it's like the first course, which is the Tiny sandwiches. sandwiches. And then the second course, which is the scones and the tarts. stuff. The tarts and, and the cakes. cakes. And now we're going to bring you the puddings. Fruits. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's just, it's heaven. It's heaven on earth. It's unbelievable. But we literally, I'm not exaggerating when I say we had about five or six different waiters coming by, bringing us new things. And then we had stuffed ourselves and they're like, and now the piece de resistance we're most famous for, and we'd been eating for like, already we'd been eating for like an hour. Yes. They're like, what was it called? The truffle? The truffle. The truffle. The Harrods truffle. And it was like, oh my gosh. We shoved it down and we were in a food coma. Now here's here's the best part about the tea. This is a, you know, oh, 200. Yes. Oh, yes. 200 pound 
tea service, right? It's insanely expensive. It's 200 pounds, which in dollars is, you know... 250. Yeah, it's... Three, it's yeah. yeah. It's significantly more. <laughs> and we the bill came, we were prepared to pay it, and I opened it up, and since they were doing the soft opening for employees... Everything was fifty percent off, so it was a hundred bucks. Which unbelievable. Which was awesome. So, I met Jen, and then fast forward, we were still in touch and stuff. And I said, you know, if you're ever in America, I know how much you love America. Come stay with us. And they were coming to America the same time as our wedding, and I invited them. Her and her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, and and in England. We should. It should be said that they take these vacations. Holidays, yeah. Yeah, their, their vacations, which they call holidays, are really different from ours. Uh, here we get like three weeks a year. You know, your if average you're lucky. job. If you're lucky. You get three weeks of paid vacation yeah. per year. Over there, they take one and two months off. Yeah. And they go on a holiday. Like, they leave home for two months to go skiing. They leave home for two months to go to Asia. So... She was going on holiday with her boyfriend, and they were going to be, among other things, going coast to coast across America, and they were going to be living at a chalet in the but Swiss I said, Alps. But I said, you know, come, they, they were going to New York, I'm like, come to Pittsburgh. So they came to our wedding reception. They were at the reception. So it was magic. It was unbelievable. And like full circle, right? We came full circle. So that's... That's part one of the story. But I will pause part two of the story. Do you have an adventure travel story where you met somebody unbelievable? Uh, I mean, I, every, every time I get to travel, I get to meet someone unbelievable. I mean, my, my most indelible travel memory is just being on the road. You've been on the road. You know what that's like. Yeah. Um, after a while, it gets really... It's like this. It feels like the, like you're isolated to a point. Yeah. You don't know what day it is. Right, You yeah. often don't know what city you're in. But I've gotten to see some wonderful things. Probably my most memorable... Two places I've been most memorable playing were uh, London. Uh, we, we played at a world-famous jazz club in London called Ronnie Scott's for two weeks. Which is really unusual on the road to be on the road and to get to stay somewhere for two weeks, especially when I was with Maynard Ferguson. We did a lot of one nighters uh, where we play and then load up the bus and sleep all night on our way to the next town. Um, to be somewhere for two weeks was amazing, and we got our own rooms. I got to play at Ronnie Scott's. But did you meet people? Did you uh, have experiences with people? Nobody that I really stayed in touch with. I heard a really amazing guitarist at Ronnie Scott's named Jim Mullen, who had a really deep impression on me. And going to Japan was really remarkable, even though we were there for like three days, for basically like a long weekend. It was unbelievable. There's there's people that I've met who were in the band who I've who have had a real effect on me. People I've traveled with. But not, you haven't, you had never really like traveled and met the people that live in the area you travel. No, it was really hard. I mean, my only travel when I'm not with you um, is it's working. It's working <coughs> travel. And you're kind of hanging with the people that you're with. And you're experiencing things in little bits. And then you're kind of moving on to the next place. You can't really, I never really considered stopping and smelling the roses. Yeah. And especially when I was so young, when I was in my 20s. Yeah. You think, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Right. You really think that, oh, okay, I'll be back here. 
you know, right. and you're not. <laughs> but I mean, I I have deep memories. I just, I, you what? know, also it might be that I'm a little socially awkward. So when I travel... <laughs> and I don't connect with people like you do. When I travel, I actually love talking to the people that live there. Whether it, whether it was for like when I was on the road doing shows and stuff or not, I actually get like such a kick out of like meeting the locals. And we have like little pockets of moments on our honeymoon where we met really cool people as well. But um, I was going to do part two of my... You mean Richard and Kathy? Richard and Kathy... Well, that's a story that has to be told. It has to be told because they're two of the greatest people I have ever met in my entire life. So on that same trip, when I was in London, I was off by myself one night walking around the city. And it got it got dark really fast for some reason. I, I guess I didn't anticipate the time of day and I was walking and it became really dark and I had no idea where I was. And um, I just thought, well, I see lights ahead of me. I will walk towards those lights. Maybe it's like a shopping center. And out of like a dream, I walk towards the lights and it's the Chocolate Factory, which is a famous theater in London, small little theater. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard of the Chocolate Factory. I'll go in, I'll get a ticket. And when I leave, I can leave with everybody else and find my way to the tube. So I went in and it's... Uh, I got a ticket and I saw the this play called The Lions, the drama. And I was waiting in the, the lobby and I I was just sort of looking around. It was really small and there were pictures, the show posters all the way around the little tiny lobby. And I saw a poster for Forbidden Broadway and I, I took my camera out and I took a picture of it. And... This woman who was sitting right under the poster said, are you a fan of Forbidden Broadway? And I said, yes, actually, I, I love. And I didn't even finish the sentence. And she was like, oh, you're American. Are you on holiday? And I said, I am actually. I'm on holiday. And we started talking. And within minutes, I felt like I knew this woman from another life. Long, I keep saying that long story short. That's like my new thing. <laughs> Long story we should call podcast long story short, short story long short story long so anyway i find out that she used to teach theater she used to be an act she she did some acting but she taught theater and i was like i'm an actor i teach and she asked me about what i do and i said i want your email i want to email you and i'd love for you to skype into my classroom because she worked a lot with shakespeare and i uh do shakespeare with my kids every year so her husband was kind of suspicious and reserved, kind of looking at me funny. Yeah. I and, mean, like, not that that was creepy at all. Right. That I immediately met someone Finding and asked for their soulmate. email. Oh, this weird person, this weird foreigner. Right. For 15 minutes. We only talked for about 15 Once minutes. my wife's email. That yeah. seems normal. So I went back to the hotel after the show and I immediately sent her an email reminding her who I was. And I followed up when I came home. I kept emailing her. And it took us months and months to arrange this first Skype session where I had coached my kids and then they performed their Shakespeare for her for additional feedback. Anyway, we did this for like four and a half years where I'd Skype her into the classroom and then we started just Skyping Kathy and I. And then Richard would walk by the camera and he would be like, hmm, like kind of peek in. I'd be like, hi, Richard. Do you want to sit down? Richard is kind of this real... so. Uh, they're both older. Uh, when I say older, at the time they were in their sixties, um, 
and Richard is really this real uh, dignified, white-haired kind of English gentleman. <laughs> oh, he's going to love to hear you say that. That you would think of that would have an ascot and, and really super English. And he would kind of walk super by. Super proper and posh. Proper, proper posh yeah. Englishman. And Kathy always says she's a bit Coleman. <laughs> anyway, so then he started sitting down and Skyping. So it was the three of us. Then it became all four of us. Me, Paul, Kathy, and Richard. And we would Skype and we would talk about everything. Now remember, this is all from one 15-minute face-to-face meeting, chance meeting in the, in the lobby. lobby of a theater. That was it. I didn't even talk to her after the show. It was just right before the show. So all these years go by and we kept saying someday we'd reconnect. And, and we, we got married and everything and we sent them a, an invitation to the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Although they couldn't come. Um, and it, it, we kept saying, we'll connect, we'll connect, we'll connect. And then finally... After one year of marriage, we decided to go visit them. So They, we, they invited us. They said, why don't you come and see us? So we went to visit them and had an unbelievable time. We spent most of the time we were there just talking and eating and meeting their friends. It was amazing. Really and then amazing. Last was... summer, they came and stayed with us in Pittsburgh. And... We continue to like Skype, sometimes more than once a month, sometimes depending on our schedules. But when we sit down and Skype, it's as if we're right there next to each other. Yeah, it's really amazing. It's really uh, beautiful. It, it's like this is what this kind of technology was made for. And we love them. And honestly, if it, I think about them every day. We think yeah. about them every day. We, we, we love consider them. them very close friends. Richard, Richard and I both share this affinity for jazz, which is hysterical, which connected, and I didn't even know that. We connected with we we connected over that immediately. You and Catherine share this affinity for theater. Um, yeah, we had a wonderful time with them, and we can't wait to see them again. And that's part of like the whole travel bug is that when we go places, I want to meet people. I want to like make that connection and. Um, well, we've traveled many places together. We, we have, and we've always had like neat interactions with the locals, was, even was, if it's flight fleeting. Was Las Vegas like the first real like long distance we ever went? Yeah. Was was Vegas? We we went to Vegas. Yeah. And that, that was a blast. <laughs> we we travel, we travel well together. I am not a planner. I do not like to lay out an itinerary. Um, and I like, yet, I like to just kind of do it. And yet, what? And yet you like to plan. No, but and yet you've learned you've I've learned, learned that, to follow your lead. No, you've learned you've learned the benefit of research. Yes. No, 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 totally. But I've learned to follow your lead. Here's an example, perfect example. We had a wonderful vacation in twenty fourteen. We went to Paris and England. Uh, we went into Paris. We booked a hotel in England for one week. We booked a hotel in England for one or two nights, I can't remember. And we took the channel away from Paris. Up, up to England, we, we were there for two days, and then we took the train back, and we came back to our hotel in Paris. Um, we got to the airport. We flew into Paris. It was my first time in Paris. I'd never been there. And uh, we had all this luggage after this long flight, and I said, let's get a cab. 
Let's splurge right now. And I was like, no. All we have to do, the cab will take us right to our hotel. It'll be very easy. I was like, no, we're not doing that. No, no, no. We're going to figure out public transportation right now. Oh, we got in such a fight in the lobby. He was so mad. I was like, I'm tired and I want to get in a cab. And she convinced me. We figured out, we asked around. That's the one thing, the first thing, you were like, let's stop somebody. Yep, men and hate I was talking like, to people. Do I'm we have like, to do that? I was and like, yeah. Stop somebody. They were like, go over there and do this. We got on the public transportation. Also, wait, wait, to pause for a second. Also, I said to you, if you can find out public, in any city in the world, if you can find out how to get from the airport to the center of a city on public transportation, you can do anything like if you can be in a foreign country and get from the airport to your hotel using train bus without paying for a cab you can do anything and you can make gold out of dirt <laughs> well no it's it's true though you because you feel like no, you've no, conquered you, the you, system you taught me that you taught me that <clears throat> don't be shy generally speaking in europe pe- people are much oh, much so nicer nice. So nice. and they want to help they're warmer people <gasps> oh my god tell the suitcase story well, I was going to finish with Okay, the, sorry. So we f- we figured out the public transportation, which which if you've ever been to Paris, is thick once you get into the city. The, the RER. The RER, that whole system. We had it figured it out. And by within a day, we were like, okay, yeah, we get these two trains to get to Montmartre. We get this one to get to here. We were going all over the place. We were we were at the Louvre in minutes. Yeah. And, like it but was planning, a total breeze. But what I was saying about planning was he doesn't like to itinerate. He doesn't like itinerary. But I said if you plan and you know the shortcuts that are in travel books, it saves you so much time. I know. It's just my life is so structured that I like to be relieved of that. Uh, where I'm doing, like I'm going right from one thing to the next. That when I go on vacation, sometimes it's nice for me just to not have structure. Right. Which is why I don't like to plan. Because everything else in my life is planned out. Right. But you taught me a lesson. You know, I, I learned from you. You are one of the greatest travelers I've ever been around. You're, you're, you're fearless when it comes to talking to people. You're generally fearless when you want to use transportation or try to go somewhere. We've gone for years. We've gone to Cancun. We love going to Cancun. Oh, that's a funny um, story. The all-inclusive. Oh, my God. If you're a drinker, or even if no, you're if not you're a just drink. like a person who likes the people wait oh on God. you. My my ultimate vacation, me personally, my ultimate vacation is laying on a beach in the sun, and someone bringing me a drink whenever my drink runs out, and right. that's an all inclusive in Cancun. But we, I wanted to get off of the. I didn't want to spend the whole time there. And yeah, they're the, they're each their own kind of little resort. Right. And you're encouraged to kind of stay at the resorts. And I was like, I want to go out into town. Let's get on a public transportation. And Paul was like, absolutely not. I was like, not. no, that's dangerous. We're not doing it. People are getting killed and robbed. I'm, I'm fine staying here on the beach with my drink. But we did, and we had a ball. Every time we've done it, we had a ball. Actually, you have one of your favorite burritos ever because we went into town. You were absolutely We were correct. safe, though. We didn't go to, like, the outskirts of town. No, no, but we rode into town. We we did some some shopping, some bartering with the flea market people, which you live for. I you love that. You live for the bar- bartering with the locals, which I totally objected to he at first. He thinks it's like I'm harassing I'm like, the locals. like, here are these poor people 
selling things to just keep their food on the table. Well, that's their, what they tell you. They're poor families, and they're begging you. They're begging you, like with Sarah McLaughlin music in the background. Yeah. Oh, wait, I want you to tell this. I want you to finish telling the suitcase story. So when I was in London, I told him how nice the people in London were, and he didn't believe me. And how, like, you get off the... the the tube and people would help you carry your suitcase and he's like that's because you're a girl that's because you're a girl they don't do that and then what happened i think it happened to me it did happen to you more than yeah. once no i think once it didn't no, happen no it happened we were traveling this it happened twice where the man the grabbed the Mandela back effect in, in full the effect. grabbed the back of your suitcase and carried it up the stairs. It happened once. It did not happen more than once. It did not happen twice or three times. It or happened four times. twice in the it tube. It happened once for you by yourself. It happened once for you when we were together. No, it, it only... happened in the tube twice with you. No, it happened once. But they're very nice over there. Europeans have a much different sensibility. Also, I um, want. Also, you know what I, I noticed about being in England? If you look like you're lost, someone will come up to you and say, you. excuse me, you look like you're lost. Yeah, Can I help you find kind. where you're going? Uh, when I was there, I, I went to the Cotswolds and I got on a bus and I took all these little buses to get to the Cotswolds. And I was not sure about how much to pay the driver. And this man said, um, oh, you're an American. Let me help you. Now come sit by me. And I, it was a bus to go to this little town. And this man, he's like, you'll come to me. Um, you'll come with me and I'm going to take you to a tea house. We're going to sit down and have a pot of tea. And he did. I was traveling by myself and I sat with this guy on the bus and he took me into town. We sat at a tea house and I found out that he had MS. Remember the story? Yes, I think so. And we spent like an hour talking and he's like, now on your way, see the town, have a lovely day. I mean, I've met the most unbelievable people traveling. Well, you're, I I think that's a testament to your personality. You make friends pretty quickly. Uh, you're very outgoing. I just like people. And I think you put out a vibe of, like, you're easy to talk to and you're likable. Whereas I'm a very shy person, which is why I play the bass. I have a very, this whole social distancing thing is not new for me. Let's just put it that way. Okay. <laughs> I, I, what I wanted to do on, about travel is because I think it's something that we don't do enough i mean i know we like people well, it costs money it costs, costs money, money but travel. like you don't have to travel in europe but abroad and 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 go out and meet people is my message when you go travel don't be afraid to talk to locals don't be afraid to tell them like what you're interested in find out about them because it could lead to lifelong friendships so be brave go out talk to people that's my message for the end of this travel blog oh this is the end do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, just traveling is fun. Um, do you ever do a cruise ship? Yes, I worked on a cruise oh, ship. Oh, tell us about your cruise ship That's a whole experience. nother podcast. <laughs> I was a singer-dancer on a cruise, cruise line. It was not a good experience. Which, which cruise line? Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean. Or as they called it, Royal Caribbean. Oh. Yeah. No, I I, I did not enjoy that time um, for a lot of reasons. There's a lot of inequities with the, the cruise line. And now that we're in this brouhaha with the cruise line losing money, I don't want to, like, get into it. But, yeah, I did the cruise. I went to the Bahamas, did all that. Um but where, where, okay, give me your top places you've been to uh, that you've been to that you 
loved? Uh, top what? Top five places you've top been to. Top five places. Tokyo, Japan. Okay. Uh, London, England. Okay. Uh, uh, Paris, France. Okay. Um, Denver, Colorado. Okay. Uh, Seattle, Washington. Okay. Beautiful places. Well, mine would Beautiful. be Italy. I can't believe you didn't put Italy on oh. our honeymoon. Well, I thought, okay. I thought, okay. That was together. Okay. Oh, you thought by yourself, you mean? Yeah, I, I didn't understand the context of the okay. question. Uh, uh, Italy would definitely be, okay, let's take out Seattle. Okay. And put in, in Venice slash, Italy. Um, uh, what was the, Verona. We went to Verona. Oh, Verona. Too. So just say Italy. 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 Down uh, Italy. I mean, London. I mean, Great Britain's my favorite place. The whole country. Amazing. Uh, Paris. Um, hmm. And you've been everywhere. Come on, check us. Ireland. I loved Prague. You know, it's hard for me because it was, some of it was so long ago that it's like hard to remember. But like, uh, when we, I have a lot of like great memories from different cities. Like, um, I loved Bruges. I loved it. Bruges I was hated Belgium, but we, I love Bruges. We were in Bruges together. In yeah. Bruges, no pun intended. Yeah. I loved Amsterdam. I think Amsterdam I did too. I just loved missed Amsterdam. the top of the list. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun, although it was like a big, big bachelor, big, big dirty bachelor. Yeah, but party. it was it was still beautiful. Okay, so anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, be brave, travel, and I don't mean just. What's your list? I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it because there's yeah. But be brave and travel, but talk to people. Well, when the world Meet calms people. down. When the world calms down again. Yeah. When everything gets under control, when it becomes safe to travel, when it becomes safe to fly again, when, when everybody's most, mostly healthy. Yeah. Also, um, I want to dedicate this this podcast to Kathy and Richard, who are, they remind you the goodness of people in the world, how special and how caring and amazing people can be if, you know, they're open to it. Because they, they've changed our lives. Oh, they, they're an amazing, one of the most amazing connections either of us has ever made in the whole time we've been on this planet. They're really incredible. And for them to allow us into their lives uh, is a testament to um, how wonderful human beings can be. Yeah. So I, I'm dedicating this episode to them. Well, they're still here. No, I mean, if they get to listen to it. And okay. It. Um, but also... Go out, do it, make it happen. Yeah. Anything else? Is is that it? Maybe for now. Should we end it? Sure. Keep listening. Thanks for tuning in uh, to CP Time. This is P. I'm C. Want to end it with a kiss? Yes. We'll see you next time. Ah, Bye.